Hi there, I'm Dr. Paula McDonald, and I welcome you to my podcast, Live Today. It's here that together we'll explore the concept of balance as God designed it to be for us, His children. Balance of the mind, the body, and the spirit. And it's what I've named Theosynthesis. And it's here, waiting for you. I'm super excited to talk to you today about a fascinating topic regarding genetic imprinting, the passing down of genes to the next generation, and even the taboo topic of reincarnation. Woo! Stay with me as I believe you're about to really hear some things that are going to blow your mind and they're fascinating. So last week we dove into the basic understanding of DNA And so this week, we're able to take this a bit deeper into a new study. It's basically new. It really started being uncovered again in the 1990s about how genes actually express themselves and how they're changed over time due to the things that we as humans are exposed to or that we expose ourselves to. And so... This new science is called epigenetics, and it is super exciting. And as the study of epigenetics has been uncovered, we've learned that what we eat, how we sleep, and the things that we are exposed to affect us down at the genetic level. And this word epigenetics actually comes from the Greek word epigenesis, meaning the development of something. So as as I said in the 90s, science experienced this renewed interest in this epigenetics. And what we've learned is that some of the genes are expressed in various ways that actually don't alter the genetic code itself, but instead they show up as inheritable changes, meaning changes that are handed down. And so we know that we get things from our ancestors, right? And that's not only the good things, but also the bad things. And so we're seeing a huge connection between cancer, immune disorders, mental disorders, the environment, and right down to daily choices that we make as humans. So as scientists began putting on a new lens of thinking, this field has gained interest as it explores lifestyle choices and how we live, which of course directly affect the genes within us. And this discovery changes the picture when we begin to understand that our bodies are not our own. In 1 Corinthians 6 19 through 20 it says do you not know that your bodies are temples of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought at a price and therefore honor god with your bodies the realization that what we do and how we treat our bodies can and will affect the next generation down to the genetic level. You guys, this is a game changer. It's game changer for all of us. We cannot simply abuse our bodies 
with poor choices, especially during our teenage and early adulthood years, and then think that these choices will not affect the next generation. So stop and think about this for a moment. What you eat and the chemicals that you are exposed to or choose to take, and even anger, emotional distress, and overall stress absolutely do affect each of us down to the DNA level. Therefore, how you care for your body and how you protect your health is paramount in what you're going to pass genetically to that next generation. It's a huge responsibility for all of us. And this means we are responsible for the next generation should we decide to have children. And when I hear people say, well, it's my body and I can do whatever I want with it, man, I just cringe inside. The teenage and young adult years are infamous for people experimenting with drugs and alcohol with absolutely no regard for their damage to their own bodies, much to speak about that of the next generation. They're not even thinking about that. So wouldn't it be great if we could start educating people, our young people, on the fact that, hey, what you do right now absolutely is going to affect your kids. Who knows? Maybe it'll reach a few of them. But as we dump toxic chemicals into our system via a voluntary method by what we choose to put in it, such as diet, pharmaceuticals, drugs, alcohol, we are altering the ways our genes are expressed. Our lifestyle choices absolutely affect more than just ourselves. So we have a significant and responsible role to play as we start to understand this science of epigenetics even more. And God also tells us, remember, we do not own our bodies. And this body and life that we have been given wasn't free. No, it's never free. And we have the responsibility to care for it. In my book, Theosynthesis, in section five of this book, I go into great detail regarding the proper care of your body. And if you haven't already gotten the book, please, I'd be so honored for you to get it. You can get it at drpaulamcdonald.com and just dive into section five. I also have many, many podcasts on these topics of caring for your body. And when we honestly appreciate this gift of life that we've been given, you begin to view things in a different light. And so a few years back, I was so fortunate to hear a talk by Dr. Tom Reed of the Woodlands, Texas. And he was really digging into this topic of epigenetics, which I found fascinating. And he explained that because of the toxins in our environment, the type of food we consume, there is most definitely genetic changes occurring within our bodies. And he made the analogy that these toxins create what's, what he calls an epigenetic tag or a marker right on our genes. So cigarette smoke, for example, can cause over 50,000 gene mutations. And did you hear that? 50,000. 
That's just cigarette smoke. Imagine what illegal drugs or even some other harsh pharmaceutical drugs, alcohol, just imagine you combine those, think about the mutations going on. It's, it's staggering. And the evidence supports syndromes that we know happen in newborn infants as a result of, yes, smoking, alcohol, and drug use. Well, epigenetic studies show that not only these babies are affected at birth, but many will have lifelong genetic alterations because of these choices by one or both of the parents, and even from earlier generations. And children who live with parents who smoke in the home, well, guess what? They're getting a double whammy because they're now born into it, and their little systems have to constantly fight with the toxins and the smoke that are in that house on their tiny, tiny little systems. It's horrific. So therefore, what your mother ate, drank, and exposed herself to, as well as what the biological father and grandparents did, you guys, it gener generationally affects the children. Women are not the only responsible parties here. As we know, a sperm and an egg create life. That is not debatable. Therefore, both the male and female genes are passed through these sex cells, which ultimately then affect the baby. So if you choose to destroy your own body with toxic substances, you must understand, should you decide to have children, you are passing on your decisions and your genetic mutations onto your children and subsequent generations. So as we said, epigenetics is finding these tags, these markers that are carried into a third to fourth generation, and it's called epigenetic inheritance. Well, isn't this interesting in light of the verse that we find early in the Bible from Exodus 34, 7, says, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the fathers to a third and fourth generation. Wow. Can you see the connection regarding sin, which are adverse personal choices affecting to the third and fourth generations? I think that's pretty amazing that God tells us right in his words that this is what's going to happen. And now science and through epigenetics is proving this through a third and fourth generation. I find that amazing. And a lot of people, they get really hung up on this word punish. He punishes. And you guys, what that means is, however you wish to look at it, you are punishing the next generation when they have to deal with your sin, right? That's a punishment. And so people say, oh my gosh, how can a loving God punish those who have yet to be born? Yet we have to look at what justice is. And so how can we have a loving God who isn't a just God? Justice must follow sin. If sin is left on its own without consequences, then there is no justice. And God, he's not the one to blame for these injustices. We each alone must understand that when sin entered the world, corruption, disease, and crimes also entered. 
And we've got to stop blaming God for the choices that we make, which ultimately affect the following generations. And now we're without excuse, you guys, with the science that's uncovering this. We now know that these things directly affect the next generation. And God didn't intend for us to be affected by sin when he created the world. As we know in Genesis, when he created man and allowed him to have free will, everything changed. When man willingly disobeyed God, sin and its ugly consequences entered the world. But it's not all bad news. Because again, way back in the beginning of the Bible in Leviticus 26, 40 through 42 says, But if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers, if then their uncircumcised heart is humbled and they make amends for their iniquity, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob. So you guys, we thankfully have a loving God who sent away for us to receive a redemption of sin. And we know who that is. It's Jesus. John three seventeen through 18 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. God lovingly became flesh in the form of Jesus, who came down to this crazy earth to dwell among us. Then, of his own free will, became the living sacrifice to redeem his people, who willingly choose to follow him. God desires that we embrace and honor this life. He has given us this life. And we have to have a considerable amount of responsibility to him and to the following generations. So what we do in our lifetime absolutely leaves a genetic footprint. And have you ever wondered where musical talent seems to emerge just so naturally in some little bitty children? Or perhaps a predisposition to, for a superior athletic or academic skill? Well, guess what? That's also from DNA imprinting that is stamped into our genetics from generations back to generations back to generations. How cool is that? And sometimes it expresses itself in one generation and then maybe not in the next and then maybe in the next. It's very fascinating. And so there's so many studies now that are being done regarding DNA memory. And it is possible to have a memory from our ancestors who lived generations before us. The scientific evidence is showing us that. Science is proving what they call intergenerational imprinting, which is passing down the genetic footprint of all kinds of experience, including good ones, traumatic experiences, illnesses, and even toxins. And I find this exciting as this explains what we call deja vu, or what some people call a past life or reincarnation. And as Christians, reincarnation does not add up. We know we were uniquely created in the image of God. We're 
amazing, unique individuals, and there is nothing in Scripture supporting that God requires our souls to enter and re-enter and re-enter various life forms or time frames. That's just not biblical. However, DNA memory or imprinting provides a very logical explanation for those who know, hmm, it feels like I've been here before, or they have some memory from something long ago that suddenly manifests in their lives. And this truth makes so much sense that these memories are real and they're buried deep within our genetic makeup. I am so anxious to learn more about this as scientists continue to research this. But one recent study found that the descendants of the Holocaust survivors have lower levels of a hormone called cortisol. This chemical is in our system that helps us during traumatic situations. And therefore, DNA imprinting and memory of high cortisol, le cortisol levels have been passed to the next generation, causing those individuals to actually be able to handle stress less because of what their, their generations before them went through. Whew. And to sum up this topic, the main message is this, what we choose to put in our bodies and how we treat our bodies impacts not only ourselves, but the following generations. And we each have a responsibility to honor our bodies, not unto ourselves. It was a gift. And I find it no accident that the word generations contains the word gene. And look at the name of the first book of the Bible, Genesis, Genesis, gene. The Greek word genos means offspring or race. And so as you move forward in your life, take heart that you are uniquely made all the way down to your genes. Your genetic imprint is carried on well after you are gone from this earth. And so I urge you, dig into this topic more deeply if you find it interesting. I'm looking forward to more future discoveries in epigenetics, and I believe it's going to provide us with just another glimpse into the mind of God. Don't you know he is smiling as he watches these discoveries continue to unfold and how they point directly to him. For more episodes, head over to my website, drpaulamcdonald.com. And as always, have you fully lived today. Hi, stay tuned for my mini podcast, Ask Dr. Paula. It'll be in the last five minutes of the show and a time for me to answer your questions. So to submit a question, simply go to drpaulamcdonald.com and click on contact me. I can't wait to hear from you. Well, on asking Dr. Paula McDonald today, it just makes sense to talk a little bit about the question of, okay, so I've done some terrible things to my body. I want to have children. What do I do now? And that's a great question because once you've done those things to your body, the best thing you can do now is get yourself on one of the best detox programs possible. And I really think this is a good thing to do for all, both male and females, before they have children. I mean, it really is something to think about because our body, especially our fat cells, 
um, around our organs, our breast tissue as women, and in our brains will store toxins. And so going through a really great detox program is probably good for everyone to do, but especially if you're thinking about having children. And I would do that months and months and months before you decide to try to get pregnant, both the male and the female. This is the responsibility we have. Do a great detox. Get with a naturopathic, good nutritionist doctor who is not going to prescribe medicine, but is going to prescribe ways for you to pull these toxins out of your body through the food that God put on this earth, through vitamin and mineral supplements, through a lot of different ways that can help you rid your body and get as clean as possible. And if, even if you've, you're way past having kids like me, it still is a great idea to go through a good detox. I think it's good to go through them once a year. So I'm probably going to do a whole show on how to detox, but there are so many great sites and naturopathic um, resources for you on the internet that might work for you. Just look for the one that looks like, mm, I really like the way this one works, but make sure it's from a reputable source. So I hope that helps you. Don't fret. If you've messed up in your earlier life and you've done a lot of things to your body, we have an amazing body that has ability to heal. And I'm so thankful that we do. And they are so, there are so many great things out there that we can do right now to turn our health around. So I hope you will. I hope you will think about detoxing and getting to the point where you are living your very best and most healthy life ever so that you are able to fully live today. Thank you for joining me, friends. My prayer for you is that you would seek to live today and every day in balance and in abundant connection with God.